Hello, everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm here with my husband, Shane, and we are so glad that you could join us for happy hour on This Family Tree Podcast, episode 192. Yeah. It's a good day. Good day for an episode. Good day, I think, just because I feel like I finally found a good medical professional that I can really rely on. No. And that's Tell me to more. celebrate. <laughs> well, Who'd you find? A pediatrician. So Betty's been going to this pediatrician for a while now. Love her. And finally, Lucy just got accepted into the same office. And it is such a relief, such a weight off my shoulders because we have been dealing with like as a family, just not even terrible doctors. Like they're smart. They're good at their jobs, but they have zero patient doctor connection. How would you describe that? They have patients, but no patience. <laughs> Too many patients. But no patience. I agree. Patience. Well, I, I find a lot of doctors, like weren't you saying the other day that they're overworked and overstressed mm-hmm. so they don't have as much time to give yeah. proper attention and care, which as a patient, that's all you want. Yeah. And then as a doctor, I think in that position where you're getting overworked because we don't have enough doctors, then you become like kind of jaded. And I mean, we saw a doctor on friday for lucy's hearing we were in his office for literally 30 seconds and i don't even say that with exaggeration people will say all 30 seconds to mean five minutes we touched our butts to the seats for 15 seconds and then we're standing up again on our way out and it was such a nasty sour experience and lucy was there for a hearing test that she never finished i i I felt like crying when i left and i didn't know what to do and I didn't know what to say and I didn't stand up for myself at all. So today, finally, great doctor, great appointment and lots of appointments in our future because now they want to test Lucy for ASD and ADHD. And I want to know your thoughts on that, Shane, like, because you're going through similar testing right now. That exact same testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was interesting. I, speaking of doctors, I went to get ADHD medication. I was told it's a little bit tricky. It's it's hard to get it in Canada. And I had a meeting with the doctor before I was even officially diagnosed with ADHD. Mm-hmm. And not that I ever have been officially diagnosed too, but I went in uh, on a Zoom, I guess it was. No, it was just a phone call. And I was like, yeah, I have trouble concentrating. And then she's like, okay, Adderall. I was like, oh, no, no. I tried an Adderall once. It wasn't good. She's like, Ritalin. I was like, Ritalin. And then I just got Ritalin. Yeah, so it was, <laughs> it was easy for you to get medicated. But the tough thing is it's like, there was no analysis for how much you needed, like any dosing. So it's well, they been- do it. They do a thing called titration, which is you you get the minimal dose, then you get the second minimal and the third, and then until you're at your max dose, and then you see where you fall within those that spectrum. Mm-hmm. And then I thought maybe three doses were good for me, so I asked you yeah. to ask the doctor to get me three doses a day. I, I was like, in the titration, I was like, oh, two's a little bit too little. Three might be too much, but ultimately I'd rather have a little bit too much than a little too little. So I thought, some days I can take three pills. Some days I can take two pills, but ask for three a day. Mm-hmm. What I didn't know is, when you ask for three a day, they put all the right. innards of what's in a pill. <laughs> the They're called, that's called innards, right? <laughs> the powder, the medication. Yeah, the powder. They put it in one pill. So then I had to take three pills a day, no matter what, because it was in one pill all of a sudden. And I couldn't, you know, some days take one, some days take two. 
And then I found I was like losing my mind on mm -hmm. three a day because that's a lot of uh, the Ritalin, which is also called methamphetamine or something like that. It's like meth. It, you, it's coursing <laughs> through your veins and you're all <laughs> agitated and you can read faster, but it's also a lot. So ultimately, because of that faux pas of asking for three mm -hmm. instead of two, I'm off Ritalin because I'm trapped within a pill that just has three doses. <laughs> Uh, but as far as um, me going through the process, yes, it's a long, arduous process to get diagnosed. And I think I've had three meetings and right. uh, one meeting was with a family member of mine, my sister. And now I'm just struggling to get my uh, fifth meeting in before the holidays, mm -hmm. which hopefully leads to a diagnosis. Do I have, you know, am I on, on the spectrum? Do I have uh, ADHD? It seems like they're unsure and they really like it's quite a heavy diagnosis to give someone you know in their 40s so mm -hmm. they're taking it seriously and they're taking their time with it but it's very annoying because i just want to know but it's funny because you know with you getting diagnosed it with lucy even with this pediatrician so we're in the office for something totally different and then three quarters of the way through the appointment she goes actually alex i'd like to bring lucy back in to do an assessment for asd or adhd uh because i'm noticing um, attention issues, sensory issues, wait, wait, wait. balance issues. Did she bring that up before you told her what I was going through or did she, you, were you the impetus? Well, she started doing, I was the impetus, but okay. she, but she had already started doing these tests to test for it unbeknownst right, okay. to me. And then she said, you see that balance test that I just did? And I said, yes. And she said, this is one of the things that I've been considering as I've been doing this like physical exam. So, uh, I said that yeah, Shane's getting tested right now and waiting on diagnosis, but it's just, it honestly reminds me of when I got diagnosed with lupus because I was in testing at the same time my grandmother was in testing. And then the fact that we were both getting tested for the same thing kind of confirmed that we both had this probable hereditary thing. How did right? they find out you have lupus? Is it just opinion-based or is it conclusive? Blood work. So it's, it's conclusive. Yeah, it, it's lots of things. It's lots of things, but they can see it in my blood. Can lupus come and go? No. Once you have lupus, always have lupus. Always got lupus. See, because ASD and ADHD, it's very, you know, it's not, you could see five doctors and four mm -hmm. might say you have it, four might say you don't, one might say you do. Like, I know. It's tricky. It's so tricky. And, but you know, like, have you thought about this with Lucy before? Because the doctor was talking about like sensory, it was the doctor's first time meeting Lucy and she was picking up on her sensory issues, which I mm -hmm. know Lou has, like. I, I could barely wash her hair. And up yeah. until three weeks ago, she wasn't even going underwater. Yeah, of course. Of course I noticed it. I just thought, oh, she's she reminds me of me. Mm -hmm. do, well, do you see many similarities between when you were a kid and and Lucy now in her behavior and like how you would behave? Yeah. Oh, same thing. Like when she has a bath, how she behaves in the bath is the exact same as me. Mm -hmm. How she like waits in the tub for all the water to drain, how she puts her head back. Yeah. It, just how she is in general as a, as a kid is exactly how I was as a kid. Betty is much different. When you would lose your temper as a kid, Lucy has this thing where she'll ask me because she knows she's not allowed to touch people in anger. So she'll be like, can I squeeze you? And she'll be really angry. So I'll say, okay, you can squeeze me. And then it's like just a huge release of energy for her. So like she'll squeeze my arm or wrap her arms around me and squeeze me and shake. And it's like an angry thing, but she's not trying to hurt me. She just needs to release this like negative energy. And if she asks for permission, somebody grants it to her, then I, I don't have a problem with that. I think it's like a healthy way 
to release energy. But did mm-hmm. you have things like that when you were angry as a kid? Because I didn't even know that there was a relation between these things and anger until you and I were just filling out that paper that the doctor gave us saying like, oh, what's Lucy like when it comes to this or this? You know what I mean? I think as a kid when I was her age, the difference is instead of like anger, rage shakes, I was more just emotional. Mm-hmm. Like I was probably calmer than Lou in that way. Right. The the more similar to her in the feeling rage probably as an adult, mm-hmm. just having to suppress rage more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I maybe Tiff probably had more of the, those types of rage shakes. Mm-hmm. That's your sister. Yes, my sister Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's, it's honestly so interesting to me. And Lucy's always been very, I think, ahead of the curve when it comes to like, academic stuff, like speaking. She was full and not even just full sentences but like full complicated sentences yeah at like 18 months yeah she was she definitely spoke early and Mm -hmm. you know betty probably spoke a little late you think it would be reversed because the the second kid you think would pick up a lot of language skills over the first but no and then like even now lucy's picking up books and she reads them so well and she's getting so much better naturally like, we're not sitting there doing cue cards and flashcards with her. You know what I mean? And maybe we should be. But she's she's picking so much of this up totally on her own. So even that mm-hmm. makes me think, okay, well, maybe she is ASD. Yeah. Maybe she is on the spectrum well, because she does have like a heightened academic sense. Well, that's what happened to me. They put me in a bunch of classes because they were kind of confused. And then what happened is it's like like maybe what will happen to Lucy is – you start out a little bit advanced mm-hmm. and then you're just your inattentiveness and everything puts you way behind. Mm-hmm. So I was just getting by with my um, verbal skills, I suppose, yeah. through all of school. I was nominated for valedictorian and then I actually won valedictorian. And then there was a, <laughs> a big controversy. You were robbed. Well, I, I wasn't. I, I won. I know. And then they took it away from me. Robbed. Like, <laughs> yeah. seriously. Because in in all fairness to the people who actually got it, Rick Walton, Anna Merzik, <laughs> um, they were very smart and very studious and charismatic, everything. Truly, they deserved it. But it is weird to give it to someone and then take it away because <laughs> they did a voting system. Anyway, and then in high school, everything caught up to me because then there was no hiding because real homework was given mm-hmm. Every night. And if you simply don't do anything, you don't get anything. So Lucy might have a slight advantage now, but I could see without proper care and knowledge of how to deal with someone like that, she could get way behind. Mm-hmm. And see, picking up bad habits and everything. 100%. And this is why it's like, all right, if even this doctor who she's just meeting for the first time is saying this, and her swim instructor, I asked her swim instructor about it, and she was like, oh, I think Lucy seems gifted. But then even that, kind of falls in that same spectrum so that's what people thought i was gifted yeah but i wasn't well you you are in some ways so and that's mm-hmm. what was coming out and shining in those years because you were so far advanced over your classmates well in i those think ways. if you seem bored that's the whole thing you'll get it's like he's bored because he's too smart <laughs> it's like you can just be bored <laughs> and if you have like certain verbal things or whatever yeah. maybe like he's just this is the next person. But 
you know, that's not always the case. But what I've seen, honestly, like mm -hmm. with my background in education and everything, yeah. is parents being hesitant to get their kids diagnosed with something because they don't want this diagnosis or this IEP. And like you... IEP? Yes. And you never had this growing up, which is such bull. Can because you tell me the acronym? I will. Okay. But having this... Can you tell me now? No. <laughs> can't wait. I have ADHD. <laughs> this is what would have helped you succeed. All right. Just so tell me what it is. An IEP is what you get when you are diagnosed with something, which you never were. Um, and then it's an individualized education plan. So it's given to the student and to every teacher that the student has. And it's updated every year or as often as it needs to be. And it's just essentially a plan for success. So it's like, what does this student need? That is maybe the other class, the rest of the kids in the class don't need because they don't have these attention issues or they don't have a difficulty with this task. What does this student need to make them be able to do the same stuff as all the other kids? Like what levels the playing field for them? Mm -hmm. And it, it helps kids succeed and shine and find success in whatever it is they like without falling back or losing track of homework. You know what I mean? So something like that would have been so crucial for you. And it, it boggles my mind that like no teacher was like, oh, let's get Shane into a diagnosis or something. But so many parents even now are hesitant to do that because they don't want this IEP following around their kid. But it's like, no, the IEP is going to help your kid. It's going to help your kid be successful. It's going to give them ways to learn how to cope and how to achieve things despite having attention difficulties or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think... When I was going to school, it was it would just be like, oh, he's a lost cause or she's mm -hmm. a lost cause or this isn't a smart kid or they're not going to college. Who cares? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think I would I would take a general class and then a teacher would say, you should be in advance because mm -hmm. when I was in school, it was general or advanced. So I take general English and then they would tell me I should be in advance. But then I don't want to do advanced work because that takes more brain power. Mm-hmm. No, I, I get it completely. But honestly, I'm like, you know what? If this is a thing, let's get her diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Let's get ways that we can help her. Because like her school is amazing. Like Even last year, her teacher, without having all this, she's like, Lucy has issues with focus. So then her teacher and her ECE came up with a plan to like get her to do her work. They're like, if Lucy's focusing, she can do this task that we're asking her to do in three minutes. But typically, it's taking her 45 minutes because she's so distracted. But then they just started putting her up in like a little cubby to do her work. Mm -hmm. She knocks it out in three minutes as back playing. So it's like they're already so on board just to help her succeed. So I'm like, I just want to get this figured out because I think it would help our parenting. It would, me, personally, I think if I could find ways to get through to somebody like Lucy, because sometimes I really struggle with that, whether it's at bedtime or like even this morning. And Shane and I already talked about this this morning, but like I'm trying to get Lucy ready to go to school, to the doctor's appointment. She's not listening. I'm trying to get her pants on and she's hopping around like a frog. And I'm just, I'm being at that point, if I ask her five times, I'm being stern. I'm saying, Lucy, come here, cooperate with me. And I'm being firm. And it's tricky. But like if I can learn strategies, if she, mm -hmm. if there is something or if there's a reason why her brain can't listen to me, I want to learn how to get through to that. 
Well, a big thing for people with ADHD is to tap into their special interests and mm-hmm. ASD too. A lot of people with ASD have a unique interest and, uh, you know, create incentives based around that. So one thing that Lucy's super interested in right now is Christmas yes. and the elf on the shelf. A lot of parents, it's the bane of their existence. For example, um, Betty, she doesn't give a shit about no, that elf on the care. shelf. She almost <laughs>, <laughs>, laughs at it. I don't even think she believes in Santa. And Lucy's or Betty's only three and she's very skeptical or whatever. Lucy, her special interest right now is elf on the shelf. She wants to please Jolly. She mm-hmm. doesn't want Jolly to go away. She wants to go to bed and be relaxed and have a good night's sleep. So Jolly, because Jolly mm-hmm. looks very favorable on that, by the way, mm-hmm. in our house. Yeah. If you're a good girl at bedtime, Jolly loves that. And let's say you have a really bad bedtime. Jolly might not be there the next day. And Jolly might write you a note just telling you, hey, I I might be gone for good if you don't relax. And that might motivate Lucy so much that she pretends she's sleeping Mm -hmm. for an hour before bedtime just to get her in bedtime mode. Yeah. It's kind of like a weekend at Bernie's esque. (laughs) experience it's very unintentionally funny it's all floppy yeah, and you yeah, have to move you, her around it's exactly like weekend at bernie's actually <laughs> it's not like weekend at bernie's it is so that is her special interest yeah. so she's very motivated by doing art crafts like coming home today and doing her art craft is very important she got a mm-hmm. gift yesterday like an early uh, gift at my mom's works christmas party and she knows if she's good she gets to do it. So she's going to be very good when she's home because she's highly motivated by that. So I understand that more because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like that with video games or playing basketball right now. That's my special interest. So I want to get work done so I can go play basketball for an hour every day. That is my goal. And without that carrot dangling, I don't know if I'd get the work done as quick or I'd find an excuse not to do it. Yeah. No, 100 percent. And yeah, I just, I honestly just want her to, because even when she's in things now, like swimming, uh, basketball, soccer, whatever it is, she goes through phases of like not wanting to go. And then the doctor telling me today that she had balance issues. I was like, oh, that explains why gymnastics is so tricky for her. She has a really hard time on that balance beam. She really hurt herself a couple of weeks ago on that balance beam. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, our do- Olympic hopes and dreams are not no. strong for Lucy right now. Like <laughs> no, basketball, our- I'm not sure on. She's our artist. She's our artist and yeah, her special interest is right now swimming Mm -hmm. because she wants to overcome that challenge and that fear she has of putting her head underwater. So she is actually motivated to overcome that. Yep. That she writes a lot of books and she loves drawing, but even her bookmaking ability, like she will sit there and make like a 10 page book, draw all the illustrations for it and then read it for a month straight. Like she wants Mm -hmm. us to read her own book at bedtime. So yeah, I just want her to be successful, and I, as a parent, am just dying for ways to like. She'll be successful, get and un- like my parents were very uninvolved in my scholastic mm-hmm. life. It didn't really help me with homework. Didn't get upset with me. That's kind of the environment I actually needed to thrive to do what I do right now, which mm-hmm. is media. Like I, I was fucking off and shooting stupid videos all the time, and you kind of need to not be policed in order to thrive in that environment. However, that I'm. Em- what I do is very particular and specific Mm -hmm. and I would never let Lucy have that much of a leash to do that. So I don't think even if her teachers aren't giving her right attention, she doesn't have an IEP. I think, is that it? Yeah. yeah. I think we could will her into a 
successful life. Like I will not let Lucy fail no matter what. It's no. like you with your account. No matter what, like <laughs> so many times you want to give up, I will not let you fail at your account. You know, you're like no, my other absolutely. child. I'm in it. <laughs> I realize in many ways I'm your child too. Yes. We're both each other's children's, each other's parents, and each other's lovers. Oh, it doesn't sound creepy at all. No. No, that came out <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Sweet dreams, everybody. Yeah. Weird nightmares about Alex and Shane. Um, but we compartmentalize it, you know? We do. When we're in lover mode, you know, I'm not like, oh, you're my mom, you know? Oh, thank God. <laughs> 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 that would be an issue with me. Um, it's more like when I'm making a mess in the kitchen. That's when you're mommy. That's true, especially when you say it like that, little boy. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, doctors, good doctors, so hard to come by. When you find one, just freaking stick to them. Yes, that's stick the moral of the story. 100%. And like, I don't know. Like, I, I need to figure out my stuff. I did Not necessarily doctors, but oh, I... not doctors. What's your stuff? Well, I got to figure out... My my periods, Shane, mm. and like you even don't. I I find you don't even. <laughs> no, seriously. Stop. No, I, I'm not going to say what you think I'm going to say. You don't get periods. You get exclamation. exclamation. Well, let me finish. <laughs> it's not going where you think. You get ex. You get exclamation points. Mm, original thought. Um, that, that is an original thought because I came up with it. Yes, and you do say it to me every month. Yes. That I'm getting my exclamation mm -hmm. point. But you're not wrong. I do get exclamation points. I have PMDD makes things worse this month i found it to be worse than the last six months and i didn't take my medication because i've been feeling good and i wasn't tracking but i think that it's like the combination of christmas stress work stress life stress that it just made this month so compounded and it was awful and it all came to a breaking point when Shane discovered one of his freaking christmas presents and it wasn't even a big one it was like a 25 dollar book it was the pamela anderson autobiography and you found out about it and then i started hyperventilating I could not even that. breathe yeah. i didn't go snooping by the way for the people listening what happened was my stepmother knows that i have no motor skills fine motor <laughs> skills and i cannot wrap <laughs> gifts i cannot and i'm not just trying to be incompetent for incompetence sake i actually have super like it's impossible to teach me how to wrap a gift i will never understand how to do it so she wrapped gifts for me Wait, before you go on, before you go on, can you just also say, because Shane eventually read the text to me between them when he found out about this, but how did she say she was wrapping them? She said... Because this is a goal. I don't have my phone on me, but she said... <laughs> I'm paraphrasing here, but she's like, I wrapped them kind of shitty, so Alex would think you did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's love and loyalty yeah. on her behalf, by the way. And my stepmom, who's the sweetest woman in the world, doesn't really swear at all, so she would never say shitty, but that's essentially the what she was saying. But she goes, I did notice uh, a book was on the nightstand. So I'm like, no, she goes, a Pam Anderson book was on the nightstand. Maybe put that away. Everyone who knows Alex knows she loves Pamela Anderson. So, of course, she assumed that Alex got, the, I purchased the Pamela Anderson book for Alex and not that Alex would purchase the Pamela Anderson book for me. Because everybody that knows Shane knows that he also loves Pamela Anderson. Yeah. And you love autobiographies. So I got you her autobiography and I was like, this mm -hmm. is the perfect stocking stuffer for you. And I, I lost, I lost my cool and that's where my PMDD came to a head and 
I honestly, like you were comforting me when it happened because I, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't catch my breath. And I felt like I was actually having a Lucy moment when she gets upset. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. she can't breathe and she's hyperventilating. But it was awful. What and do you I, think of uh, just total? Oh, no. Sorry. Finish what? this thought. I'm jumping all over. Oh, I'm. I'm. this is a jump that I'm about to take. Okay. Oh, jump. You jump. I, I like kind of want a hysterectomy. Oh, that's not a jump. That's a logical conclusion to this problem. You're looking for a solution. Yeah. Like I hate yeah. PMDD. I hate my period. Even if I didn't have PMDD, I hate my period so much, especially after kids. It is so heavy. It is so annoying. It is so painful. I am so sick and tired of it. The only mm-hmm. time in my life that it was cool was when I was trying to get pregnant. Now that I'm done getting pregnant, I just want it gone. Like the PMDD just makes this issue so much worse. But the bleeding alone, stop this. Like I'm so sick of it. Okay. Wait. So did you like your period when you first got it? Because it signified that you're becoming a woman. Yeah. And I think I only ever liked it or tolerated it because it was like, okay, I can have babies one day. And did you like going to buy tampons when you're like young? Like I'm an adult. Maybe for the first two times. Okay, so it has a little advantage there. I'm just working <laughs> pros and cons. Okay, if you got a hysterectomy, which I know nothing about applying for a hysterectomy, mm-hmm. what, if you can just do it willy-nilly or if you have to have a little lump there or whatever. But if you got a hysterectomy, like a, I don't know, non-necessary one. Mm-hmm. Voluntary? Pro- yeah, I think there's a real there, word. There's got to you know. be. We're not scientists. <laughs> scientists. <laughs> what, what are the downfalls of it? What okay. can happen? So, well, the thing is the hysterectomy, if I had my uterus taken out, then it wouldn't impact my PMDD because your uh, estrogen and progesterone are coming from your ovaries. Of course. So I would need my ovaries taken out in order to stop feeling PMDD. Hysterectomy would only take care of the period. Yes. But that alone, I'm like, okay, it would be nice to stop bleeding. So somebody a bunch of people actually, because I put it out in my Instagram today asking people, you know, their thoughts on this because... I came to the conclusion that there is no good solution here Hmm. because hysterectomy, I mean, that's surgery. Like that's, there's risk of complication. Let's say it goes perfect though. Goes perfect. You've got the best hysterectomy person. Then that's pretty sweet. Then it's fine. Yes. However, if I take away my ovaries to get rid of PMDD, I go into menopause the second the surgery is over. You're oh. uh, you're automatically. When, oh, so when your ovaries are gone, automatic menopause. On it, automatic me- uh, menopause, and you need to take hormone replacement medications so that your um, bones don't deteriorate. It's like intense, hmm. and I didn't know that. I just found that out today. It's really intense. Yeah, yeah. It's, Maybe keep the ovaries in, and just get rid of the uterus. Yeah. It's a risk, though. Like you said, the surgery was bad. I don't know. People were messaging me about this one thing. A couple of my followers had this thing done. Hold on. I'm going to say ablation. I have no idea. I haven't looked into it yet. But it's like something in between doing nothing and having a hysterectomy. So I'm going to look into that because, honest to God, I'm so sick of it. And other people are saying, oh, we'll just take birth control to skip your periods. But I haven't taken birth control in like, 15 years and i never plan on going is that gonna have side effects that are on for me i could only go on progesterone because the estrogen birth control was giving me really intense migraines um and mood swings probably yeah and plus like there's links to cancer and things like that so i was so happy to go off of it and i I really never want to go back on birth control okay what do you think of pam anderson Mm -hmm. walking around with no makeup Oh, it's the best. 
We talked about this recently, though. Like, I not on the mic, though. I love it. I love it. But the thing is, it's kind of easy for her because she's already established herself as like one of the most beautiful, sexy, classically, like, you know. That makes not it harder. Not in a way because she's like, oh, I've had that phase. I've been there. She, in that regard, and I'm not saying it's right to look for validation in this way, but a lot of people do, including myself. And it's like she already has that validation of feeling beautiful of everybody around her thinking she's like beautiful or sexy. So then to go without makeup, it's like she has that inner validation. So it's easy to do. So if you can. Mm, I don't know. I I think so. so, Find women who have that or not even women, men who have that. Oh, you're the hottest. Mm -hmm. They want to cling to it so much longer a lot of people like look at john stamos and rob lowe (laughs) i was watching an interview there these men are 60 and they're acting like they're just i know cool as hell like and not to say that they aren't but no he was rob lowe last interview i saw he's wearing a gold chain outside his thing he's dressed odd and he's just i'm like give it up man you know there's there's something so inherently uncool about acting like that and what pam is doing is so cool and i i do i love what she's doing Mm -hmm. i love that she went to paris fashion week with no makeup doing nothing and but i think it's harder because she's known for being so glammed to go not glam magazines love to be like look at this oh she's she's lost it you Mm -hmm. know that's true that's true because I think if this was 2010, she'd be on the covers of everything and people would be like, Pam walks around looking haggard and old because that's how they would refer to people, women only mm-hmm. really, who are aging and maybe not going without makeup. Well, now know? what I find they try to do, they try to find the least flattering photo, put it up and say something positive, right. but they want it to be still clickbait in that way, but, yeah. but maintain that they're trying to make it positive even though they mm-hmm. aren't. So there's so many like hidden things going on now in the media which are, I don't know, evil in a way. Oh, 100%. It's always been evil in that way of like judging people by their looks and making feel crappy. Well, it's it's a good example is something that you noted the other day with Britney Spears who's mm-hmm. had a feud with her sister for many years. Put right. up a photo of her sister, <laughs> weird screen grab, and said, I'm so happy for my sister. It's and like it, she was like, I'm I'm proud of her on Dancing with the Stars or something. Yeah. But really, it's like, are you? Because no one would ever put up that photo of their sister because it was, it's like someone sneezing, taking a picture yeah. and being like, happy anniversary, babe. I love you. <laughs> she could have easily chosen a better picture of her sister from mm-hmm. the show easily, like in a hundred years. It was a bizarre take. And I do see that on magazines. Mm-hmm. I think you're so right. But I think like someone like Rhea Perlman, who's mm-hmm. never known for her beauty, always known as amazing actress, gifted comedic Wait. actress. She's from Cheers. She's, oh, I know who she is. She's married to Danny DeVito. Danny yes. DeVito, another good example. I feel like both Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman, who have not been ever known to be conventionally attractive, don't bat an eye about showing up somewhere without makeup yeah. or looking less than dolled up because there's never been that pedestal of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like John Stamos, Rob Lowe, Pam Anderson have so much pressure to be sex symbols Mm -hmm. that it's way braver is probably a weird word, but braver to go out in public looking different than people have known you for your whole life. Well, I I feel like now Pam is on the same pedestal that I put 
Paulina Poroskova, who I talk a lot about on this podcast, but I think she's up there now. So like when I was younger, I loved Pam because I thought she was like the epitome of beauty, which a lot of people are, you know, looking at Audrey Hepburn and they're like, oh, that's who I looked up to when I was 15. But I was like, me as a 15 year old, I was like, no, Pam Anderson is my woman. Like I love that look so much. But now she has so much of my respect in the beauty field, even if I always respect her in other ways. Yeah. Because of how she's presenting herself and because of her seeming comfort with everything and with age, just like Paulina. And but now they're I feel like, like Paulina's putting more effort into looking as good as humanly possible without any surgery surgery. But I don't think Paulina would go out in public necessarily like pure makeup list. Maybe like a makeup look that looks like you're not. No, 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 she does. She does a lot. Really? And like she'll show up on Instagram stories and stuff like to and you you can tell like oh, okay. yeah, yeah yeah and i also uh, don't know what i'm talking about at all. <laughs> as always that needs to be <laughs> no but i i love them both for it and i love i love first of all i love that pamela is back in the public eye yeah and under her own terms too love it so much and i love what she's doing with it but what's your take on it the no makeup pam anderson i think there's definitely truth to what you're saying because no matter what she does I have her, it's like seeing someone from high school. Like if you had a crush on someone mm -hmm. in high school, maybe you see them 30 years later, they probably, you you have weird filter in your mm -hmm. eyes. So when I would still, if I was single and Pam Anderson, like I don't know how old she is, 50, she might be 60, I don't know. I would still marry her. There you go. If I was single. Not with you. <laughs> if I was married to you, I'm, I'm seeing this through. You're saying, I'm sorry, Pam. I'm in love with this one right here and I'm turning you down. Yes. And then that would be a whole ego trip <laughs> of itself. But yeah, I'm into it. I'm into what Pam's doing. I've always liked her stance on things. I think she's so much smarter than people give her credit for or mm -hmm. previously gave her credit for. I think it's, it's come it's, around where everyone knows that she's super smart and sweet. and 100%. Yeah, so I'm a I'm a Pam fan to say the very least. Mm -hmm. Pam fans all over this house, and that's why my Christmas present for you got so hideously ruined. Because mm -hmm. they're both Pam. I'll fans. I'll still read it. I'm I'm excited. I like kind of knowing you. You want to know? I think seventy percent of your Christmas gifts you kind of want to know. I think I it's that thirty percent that makes Christmas special. I don't know. I don't. I I might know what one is, but other than that, for me, I don't. Well, have any guess, idea. guess. Let's play the guessing game, and we'll we'll. No, because I don't want you to say yes or no. No, I, I. By the way, I already know what you know. So I'll. I'm not gonna. No matter what you say, I I'll do a weird smile that indicates <laughs> I you're right. No matter what, so say it, and okay. I already know what you're gonna say. You probably. So the only thing that I might know was on Black Friday. I have never owned a pair of wireless headphones. And I mm -hmm. sent Shane. I found two deals. I was like, hey, babe, because we had been talking about getting me headphones for Christmas. Yes. And I sent you two sets of headphones, like one, um, like a Beats AirPod, like they're totally wireless air earbuds, right? Is that what they're called? Yes. And then an over-ear Beats headphone. And they were like crazy sales. So I sent Shane. Only the one was a crazy sale. The other one was a decent sale, I think. Decent, not crazy. Okay. The other one was like a $30 savings. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was more than that. But the one the one that we got, so we went right to the store. Shane's like, Alex, I have an idea. Because I was asking you, I was like, what should I get? The buds or the over ear? And you're like, I have a plan. And then we went out and we bought the over ears and I'm using them now and I freaking love them. But then you even said a couple weeks ago, you're like, oh, I had a plan with the headphones. So I was like, oh, maybe the plan was that 
one of them is a Christmas gift. So then I have the option of over ear or earbuds if I'm working out or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, I don't know. So no, that's I knew the only you one. No, I knew you thought that because I know how your brain works so much. <laughs> and, and obviously, you know, my brain works because we're married and we, we know how we think. But there was one point you were like, you were trying to help suggest that it was a good idea because I could tell that you had already thought that because you were like oh I like these but I still like the idea of the other ones and you're acting (laughs) like oh gee shucks if I only had both to try to like give my gift some juice in a very kind way but also for me very transparent and kind of like cheesy but you'll understand on Christmas but my plan is I'm not saying you're off base but my plan is different than that in a way that's going to make you be like oh that makes sense now whereas it's not what you're saying isn't it okay it's different than it but it's it's adjacent to it this is intriguing i'm intrigued yeah it's different yeah there's a whole other component to it that matters so much more (laughs) okay and do you have any guesses as to what i got you and i'm just keeping this silly smile on just because i don't know what to do okay if you're if you're smart you would have got me a robin shirt if if you're smart which i don't think you are though like not (laughs) not that i don't think you're smart but i don't think you're um thinking that and i think right now you're just realizing like oh i should have there's a green robin shirt i really like but i don't think you got me listen when we got the seven robin shirts last year it was on boxing day so yes we can still do that i will say i haven't gotten you a rodman shirt because i was planning I on didn't. just getting a ton how do you know uh, i didn't because have you been looking at receipts to find mm, out where i've been shopping oh no i haven't i haven't at all i, I promise on okay. e- on everything Bank statements no right. that's the same as receipts what are you talking about <laughs> that's what i thought you meant I <laughs> that is what i I'm meant that scouring is no that is physical. what i meant but i was looking to see if there was any loop that you no, were taking. i'm not doing that okay. weird line okay. okay so you got me obviously something from kittenace love kittenace you got me one of those things i directly sent you right. said could you buy me one of these you got me one of those things maybe probably the maroon one which is amazing love it thank you already in advance <laughs> what else okay what else uh would she get me hmm it's hard to say no that's probably it that's all i know this time last year was about when you gave me one of the best christmas presents that i've ever received it was early because mm-hmm. i needed it but you gave me my dyson air app about this time yeah in the air any other guesses Dyson Airwrap wasn't a gift though. You were, yeah, you were getting it for me for Christmas and then you gave it to me early because I saw it. Ooh, okay, yeah. But that's also kind of like you needed that for work a little bit. So, all right, what what do you think? Okay, do you th- is there anything else you think? No, I have no idea. You don't want to guess? I also just have no idea. Okay. Like every year you tend to get me um, a sweater. Like we always get each other something mm-hmm. cozy usually. And in the past two Christmases, you've got me like really fun pink based sweaters from never fully dressed yep that's and good. you know that stuff and like if something's got pink in it if something is yeah feminine well, and cozy or just whatever you know i'm gonna well, yeah, go crazy because you showed me some there's a website called skim so you should, we're mm-hmm. you're trying to like yeah. subtly plant some ideas from there however i will say the gift at least the main main gift is not clothing so mm-hmm. i think that is either going to disappoint you right now but eventually make you feel good because i do think you want it this is interesting but this has been you mentioned oh yeah a long 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 time ago i have no idea yeah that's what i mean that's what I'm i mean so that's excited. why it's so yeah it's definitely the gift is not clothing 
Are you itching? To, I'm like kind of itching to give you your gifts now that we're talking about it. <laughs> of course, because me and you are the same. And that is, you know, we're the worst because we, we are. We want to get the exciting thing happening now, now, now. But I know. Definitely. I know. They're already wrapped. Like imagine we. Well, look, wrap. yours are under the tree. Yeah. All right. Whatever. But baby, I say we we pause it here and we'll, we'll just do a couple questions pause it. today. Oh, we'll just do a couple questions. And you're saying that because. No, I have, you, I have nope. seven. Yeah, but you didn't ask your followers. No, but questions. I have seven that I had been compiling. That's not good because now now we're at the bottom of the barrel for questions. But okay, we're heading into the mailbag segment. This is where Alex forgets to ask her followers for questions for this very podcast you're listening to right now. And we use the bottom of the barrel questions, questions we didn't think were good enough to be in a previous episode. I want to stop you there because sometimes I'm just like, no, this question is too funny and we have enough funny too questions. Funny. Or this one is too serious and this podcast already has a serious okay, so question. Okay, get ready to so laugh or cry. <laughs> All right. The first question. This better be good. Stop it. Does medical science have a gender problem? Why has there been so much more research into erectile dysfunction than PMS? And hmm. obviously, this is something I'm feeling so much right now. Shane... How Wait, many... you have erectile dysfunction? You didn't know? Wait, no. I you're... have erectile dysfunction to the point where I don't even have anything that can get erect. We told you it'd be funny, folks. <laughs> so Um, okay, how many more times research do you think goes into erectile dysfunction than women's reproductive health? I thought you were going to ask me how many erections do I think I've left in my life. But okay. <laughs> so, since there's more male doctors and it's such an industry of like that's like an obsession mm -hmm. i would say did, did you say four times i didn't say anything four times four times it's five times oh. and how many men do you think erectile dysfunction affects what percentage 10 percent. 19 percent. okay and how what percentage of women do you think are impacted by pre um Premenstrual syndrome. It's like PMS. PMS, I think it's either it's either 30% or 70%. 90. 90. So 19% of men have erectile dysfunction. 90% yeah. of women suffer PMS, yet there is five times more research done for that 9% of men than that 90% of women who every single month are going through this. But those women wouldn't even exist if men didn't have erections. Those men wouldn't exist if Men women... didn't have erections. Well, I'm sure we can getting, just turkey Getting yelled shame. at by your wife doesn't help the population. Well, there you go. So do more research into the angry wives. But and then maybe you'll be able to get it up more. But with more erections, create more people to potentially solve the problem. With happier people come more natural erections. And then all of a sudden, that industry goes falling to the floor because everybody's excited. When you frustrate me, I tend to <laughs> get aroused. Okay. Go. Okay. But, but, but that's wild, right? So I was looking into more. Two, it's less than 2.5% of publicly funded research is dedicated to reproductive health. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's... That's huge because one in three women mm -hmm. will suffer from a reproductive or gynecological health problem. Yet there is zero mm -hmm. I have funding. A theory. What? Maybe every time they're like, you know what we should work on? <laughs> PMS. And someone's like, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Let's let's stick to the erections. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> 
Eh? Because I can't even mention PMS around you without, like, I can only mention PMS under, like, super safe conditions, like this podcast here. It is safe. That but that, a- that was a funny joke. That was a funny we joke. We told you it was going to be funny, audience. <laughs> okay. But yes, there is a general gender problem in science, in all STEM. So get more women in those fields. In all STEM? Yeah. Science, tech. Oh. What's the E stand for? Engineering and medical. Not familiar with that phrase just thrown around. <laughs> but yes, we need more women in those fields. We need more research dedicated to those things because it is baloney to put it nicely. But if I'm at work and mm-hmm. I just and we're talking about the medical field, and I go, yes, in all STEM, it's considered that. Well, it's Someone not, not just medical, but I'm like all those science-based fields. I'm I using guess. it. <laughs> okay, next question. Would Shane ever grow a yeard? I had to look this up. Do you know what that means? Yeard, I would think it is a beard mm-hmm. connected to something that starts with a Y. Gross, no. Yeard, oh, um, it's like ear hair connected to my... Ew. No, what is it? I, I have no, no idea. it's just a beard that you grow for a year. I guess this is a trend among men. Oh. And I just think you... I love you with a mustache. You know that. Um, And I think you look really good with a mustache. Mm-hmm. But I do not like the idea of you in a beard i am not a beard well i can't grow a beard so that's a big barrier very few men i think actually truly pull off the beard without looking like um they own like a fancy burger restaurant Hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean no i thought you were gonna say looks like some like duck dynasty person or someone no um... no it's like that hipster look with the guys that have like the shaved hair on the sides and it's like long on top and they slick it back and it it does look nice and then they have the beard and then they wear like very specific clothes and anytime a fancy burger restaurant opens like a gourmet burger name one hamburger okay anything like that the owners all look mm. the same. It's just gourmet burgers are like, we do burgers good here. And then they have it like written on the walls in chalk. And ev- all these places have the exact same vibe. And they're all run by the exact same kind of dude. Man, that's the most spe- specific <laughs> example I've ever heard of that I think very few will be nodding their head in agreement. But the ones who are, are loving you right now. Thank like, God. Finally, someone said it. <laughs> But yeah, I, I hope you never grow uh, a beard of I any kind. I can't grow a beard of any kind. But do the mustache again, uh, please, anytime. Do the mustache. Dun, 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 dun. I like that. Okay, next question. Yep. At what age do kids know right from wrong? So I, I have the answers, but Shane, I, I want to ask you, at what age do you think kids know right from wrong? I would say three and a half. Okay, so kids learn, obviously based on reactions from people around them really young right like what's a what's a happy response what's a sad response okay then five so at five years old that's when they have their basic moral code and obviously it's going to be different like this is totally influenced by parents and their school and what's around them right Mm -hmm. but five o'clock five o'clock five years old but then obviously their brain doesn't develop until they're 25 so even if they have a basic moral code and you see this all the time with teenagers or people in their early 20s they don't understand consequences even if they know something's wrong they can't fathom the consequences that their actions will have on their life, number one, mm-hmm. and then number two, on the people's lives around them or the people's yeah. 
the the person who they're doing a negative action to like I had to stop a fight between two teenagers uh last year two years ago one teenager a girl was stomping on another girl's head into cement into mm-hmm. cement was going to kill her and I went in I pushed her off I stopped it but it's like that girl was so blinded by anger that she no, she didn't care about what was going to happen. She just wanted to take out her anger. So if the other girl died or went paraplegic or had severe brain damage, I'm sure that the one girl would have felt remorse at some point, but she sure as heck wasn't feeling it at that point. You know what I mean? Like they just don't care. It's not that they don't care. It's that they don't even think yeah. of the consequences. Yeah, That's scary. That's what's scary about teenagers. That's yes. the only scary thing about them is that they have no concept of consequence. Mm-hmm. And the BO, yes. And the BO. <laughs> that is a bad thing about teenagers. Um, oh, man, I hate puberty. Okay, next question. How do you guys feel about going viral for a fart video? Uh, How um, do you feel, Shane? Fine. I, I did a sketch comedy show where everything was about farts. and The entire the entire show is about farts. It concludes with a superhero who can smell farts and everything's connected. And I'm only sad because that show did not go viral. Mm. So and not going viral over a video about farts is much worse than going viral. And my video went viral for what, about 9 million? Uh, 8.4, I believe. Okay, so we're, he- we're heading up. And it was old Alex's <clears throat> idea. Yeah. But what do you think of people looking at me and thinking, that's a fart lady? Um, like, are you embarrassed by it or... Are you proud of it because it was a funny comedy thing? Like, what What are your thoughts? Because I could see either happening. In real life, you're more of a burper for people listening. <laughs> Alex has this delusion in her mind that no one can smell her burps. <laughs> so silencer farts are a thing, but Alex will do silencer burps. I think they're going to be nothing. And, and then they're there's everything. something. Yeah. It's the worst thing <laughs> in the world. They are. Everything I hate is wrapped up in the, those burps. <laughs> As far as the farts as being a joke, Alex isn't a big farter. The other day, I literally... Stop. What? What? Are you going to give me up here? I'm just saying, the other day, complete coincidence, I had to do the window down because I was overheating in the car. <laughs> so you thought I was putting it down because you farted? <laughs> Little did I know, you actually... You did fart. So you thought I, I didn't smell it, but I, I prefer... Yeah, I prefer you going viral for a fake fart than a real fart. And I like the fact that you're not a big farter. Mm-hmm. I am not a person who likes farting in a relationship. I am Burping not in a relationship, I'm fine. I'm not either. It's coming out of the butt. It's coming out of a stinkier place than the mouth. You kiss the mouth, even if it's stinkier, you're kind of used to it. I'm, I'm not used to the butt. I don't want to be used to the butt. But, but um, yeah, I agree. And so many people are like, no, farting is a sign of comfort. And for some people it is, and they find mm-hmm. it funny, but I would not be happy if Shane was like coming over to me and like f- farting on me intentionally. If one slips, neither one of us care and we don't make a big deal or we'll like joke about it, but neither one of us care if it slips out. But we are also not going over to each other and like having fart competitions and being like, smell it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Always taking it to the most extreme. That's what people were DMing me saying they do with their spouse. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> odd. That is weird. I did not know people like that existed. <laughs> well, one of my friends in high school, I remember the boy I had my first kiss with in high school, I like had a crush on whatever. And then one of my girlfriends 
she decided she liked him too and she was like very vivacious and everything but then she just go and pin this guy down and fart on him mm. and then he liked her more than me gasaceous <laughs> but yeah so there you go some some guys are into it i guess okay anyway last question do either of you ever get the feeling of wanting another baby Sometimes I, I think just as a thought exercise, like, oh, imagine we had a boy. Wouldn't that be weird? Mm-hmm. A boy in the, the Cunningham world, the ecosystem. What would that be like, a boy? Would- I can't even picture it. When I think of us, if I ever picture us having another baby, just because it's what I know, I just picture us having another girl. Mm-hmm. Like That'd be interesting. Like a little, a little girl named Pearl running around. That's what I yeah, picture. Yeah, just another girl would be kind of neat. But worth the experience of going through that kind of, not hell, but it is a lot to get through. And I feel like we've gone so far that, yes, I've thought about it, but I don't think I'd go through with it. I think about it any time. Like somebody posted a picture of them holding uh, their newborn recently on like social media. And seeing it, honestly, it like punched me to the gut. It was like. It was like a feeling taking over the ovaries I want to get rid of <laughs> and being like, oh, my God, you could do that again. Like, you still can. And then that feeling sits with me for maybe two minutes tops. And then I'm like, no, that is not what I want. Like, I yeah. don't want that. I the, want only this. The best example is when I walk, uh, like if I'm on somebody's balcony that's really high up, I look over and I'm like, imagine I just flipped off this thing, <laughs> you know, and I'm never going to do it. But I I think about it yeah. when, I, when I'm looking at it as like a morbid thought. And that is kind of how I think about having another kid. See, and one, one thing that happened recently that kind of made me think of it for a second is that we were writing Christmas, we were writing notes to Santa Claus, right? Like with the kids. And Imagine the kids weren't around. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but did you see what Betty uh, said she wanted to get me for Christmas? What? She said, well, she wanted Santa to get me specifically, and I quote, a baby in your tummy. Mm. And Betty has been saying stuff like that recently because one of her teachers at daycare is currently pregnant. Yeah. So Betty's been tapping my tummy and asking me to put a baby in there. And I was like, I don't think so, Betty. Like, you know, if if that happens, then I'm going to have to be with the baby a lot and it's going to be tough because then I can't spend as much time with you and Lucy. And she's like, that's okay. I'll help with baby. And Mm -hmm. she's so maternal. The, you yeah. know what she's like but it's just so those things flutter but i don't want it you know what i mean if yeah. it happened then i'd be happy it's scared shitless but happy but i don't want it it's not something i would ever try for so yeah a lot of conflicting emotions going on at once yeah but i don't want i don't want that okay no but you'd be happy if well, of, of course, because I just picture like another little version of Betty or Lucy swimming around. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so I couldn't, I couldn't like not want that if it was there, like if I had to deal with it. But if I have the choice to do that or not, I am choosing not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Noted. Yeah. Un- unless you and I get really heavy in the martinis one night and we're like, do it. But I don't think so. Well, we'll see what happens. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this podcast, which is called This, this Family, Family Tree, Tree Podcast. Podcast, episode 192. Boom. <laughs>